0: Hello, 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 all you beautiful people. Uh, My name is Amber Enerson, and this is our podcast, You Are the Alchemist. My sister was unable to join us this week um, after her surgery. She still is in recovery from that, and it's very up and down. She gets really tired really easily. So she was not able to join us this week, but I did want to kick off our little mini series that I'm going to be doing on how the body keeps the score. Um, Because I think this is a really, really important topic that not many people know about. A lot of us don't know that our body will store trauma and will store emotions that have not been processed. And those things can actually be very detrimental to our body the longer those emotions and stresses stay stored. So I want to do a little mini-series on how trauma and the emotional damage from trauma ends up being stored in our bodies sometimes and the damage that it can actually do to a lot of our different organs. And the different organs are affected by different emotions. So over the next, I think like six to eight weeks or something along those lines, we'll be going over the different body parts and how different emotions affect those specific organs and what you might be able to see in those organs as a result of the damage from stored emotions and trauma. With that being said, I want to go into a little bit of an introduction to trauma and describing trauma and the ways that we as a society often get it very twisted. I am going to have a couple different passages that I read um, just because it's a lot easier to read it than for me to try and put it into words. I tried to record the podcast earlier and I could not get the words out that I wanted to say. So I just couldn't get it communicated and clearly brought to you guys in a way that would be understandable. So I am going to read a passage from How to Meet Yourself by Dr. Nicole LaPera. She has done some incredible work on the way that our body and mind are connected and the way that it is actually, if they actually affect each other. And she has a uh, passage that deals with trauma body. And I want to just go over some of that real quick before I get into the rest of the description. So from her passage, the book, it says, our ability to tolerate stress and other challenges depends on the function of our nervous system. And in particular, the function of a nerve called the vagus nerve. So our vagus nerve runs from our brain to all our organs and facilitates communication between all parts of the body. After a stressful event has passed a healthy functioning vagus nerve tells the nervous system that it's safe to relax. But when we don't have safe and secure relationships to help us process difficult events, the vagus nerve may never send that message, and our nervous system activation persists, resulting in chronic dysregulation. And this chronic dysregulation is actually what leads to trauma being stored in the body and emotions being stored in the body and damage to our organs as a result. Then another passage from her book is, we are most vulnerable to the lasting effects of trauma as children because our nervous system is still developing and because when we are young it's easy for us to feel threatened or unsafe and when we experience an event that overwhelms our ability to cope the autonomic nervous system steps in to help us survive the perceived threat and that the perceived threat is something that is dictated by our age environment and our level of emotional development The autonomic nervous system is part of our central nervous system and ensures our survival by regulating the body outside of our conscious awareness. So this is largely run by our subconscious mind. And the storage of those emotions and uh, reactions to trauma is actually stored by our subconscious mind, which will then implicate how the rest of our body functions in our day-to-day life. And then... There was one more little passage I wanted to reach. Existing long-term within a trauma body can lead to exhaustion, insomnia, high emotional reactivity, feelings, or thoughts of doom and dread, and the inability to connect with others. Some people have described this experience as having a life run by fear-based decisions, often feeling completely out of control. In this state, we lose access to our intuition, creativity, and our ability to emotionally connect with others. So... The research that I've been doing on how the body keeps the score and how the body stores trauma is highly supported by Dr. Nicole Pera and her work, and then also highly supported by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. I will actually post links to both of these books in the show notes in case it's a reference that you guys want to refer back to er- later. But the point of it is, that trauma will affect our body and our brain long-term, and it actually will reshape our body and the way that our brain and body work together, and it compromises our capacity for pleasure, engagement, self-control, and trust. And so often, there is a limited idea of what trauma is, and people tend to believe that if it's not something like, violence or rape or a serious accident or a natural disaster or major surgery or something life-threatening that we haven't actually experienced trauma. And that's simply not the case. Uh, There are two different types of trauma. It is big T trauma or little t trauma. And that is not to minimize it at all. It's just called little t trauma because it's the little day-to-day things or little things that happen very commonly that are traumatic, but our brains and our bodies don't register as traumatic. It just registers them as a threat and something that our nervous system actually has to make up for. So big T traumas will actually, any type of trauma really changes who you are as a person. A lot of very common big T traumas could include, you know, breakups, deaths within the family, death of a pet even, losing a job, Um, getting bullied, rejection, anything that creates significant stress and causes a reaction in your body can be registered as a traumatic event. And then for the ones that most people see as trauma, it's serious accidents, natural disasters, robbery, rape, urban violence, major surgery, life-threatening illnesses, chronic and repetitive experiences of child abuse or neglect, War, combat, and concentration camps for some. Um, Those aren't as common now. I I guess I wouldn't say that they're not as common, but we do not often see the results of those on a day-to-day basis, but they are things that would cause significant trauma and that everyone recognizes as trauma and accepts as trauma, And is more understanding of and empathetic to a person who has experienced these things. But there are also the little t traumas that most people don't understand and don't associate as being trauma and they don't recognize them as traumatic events. So a lot of times they're not coped with or handled or processed the way that we actually do need to process traumas in our body in order to heal those things and keep our body out of constant dysregulation. So these ones are called or these ones are called little T trauma, but only because they're ones that aren't always recognized. And these are things such as feeling unloved as a child, um, emotional abuse, divorce, financial issues, insurance issues, being fired, losing your job, instability, an unstable or unhealthy work environment, ongoing stress, like consistent stress all the time, which is very, very common for us in our day-to-day work and in our work environments and our home environments, and even just going down the street in traffic. Those are all very, very common stresses that we have to deal with all the time. And every single time we're in those situations, our body still registers them as a threat and as something that we have to regulate with our nervous system or something that has to be processed or healed. And I think one of the best things that we can do Sorry, I didn't understand. for any type of traumatic event, one of the best things that we can do for any type of event like this that activates our nervous system and that was beyond our capacity for handling when it did happen those, the best thing we can do for those is to name it, accept it, validate it as a traumatic experience, and then let yourself process those emotions and heal from those emotions rather than pushing it to the side. And I know me, for one, I'm always like, oh, well, I, I mean, I could have it so much worse. There's so many other people in the world that have it so much worse. There's so many other situations that are so much worse than what I'm dealing with right now, so this isn't a big deal, and I shouldn't be letting it affect me in this way, but that does not minimize the experience that you are having. It doesn't change the experience that you are having, even if it's not the same thing as what someone else is going through, it is still a significant event that does affect you emotionally. It does affect your emotions. It does affect your nervous system. It does put you in a state of dysregulation. It is something that has to be recognized and acknowledged and validated, and you are allowed to give yourself the space and the grace to do that without having to compare your experience to somebody else's. Because, yes, there are a lot of terrible things that happen. There are a lot of things that other people experienced that I did not experience. Thank God I didn't experience them. And I am so grateful for that. But it doesn't change the fact that things I experienced did affect me in a negative way. There were things that happened that I was not capable of coping with when they happened. There were events in my life that still caused serious nervous system reactions that I had no idea how to deal with, so I just pushed them to the side. And that is something that we have got to get better at, is we have got to get better at allowing ourselves to validate the experiences that we have had, even if they are not the same experiences that someone else has had, even if it is not something That you think should be a big deal, but it is something that activated your nervous system and caused an emotional reaction in your body that does make it a big deal, regardless of whether or not it's the same thing as what somebody else has gone through. And the reason that these traumas and emotions and these feelings and stuff get stuck in our body is because we don't validate those things for ourselves. Or at the point in time when we ha- when it happened, we were not capable of coping with it at that time and until that trauma and that emotional reaction and that coping gets handled and gets done and you do validate your experience and you do give it a name and you do accept that it happened and you do heal that, those things will keep repeating throughout your entire life. Which means that that same thing, even if you don't remember it clearly, will continue to cause a reaction in your body. And when those emotions get stored in your body, emotions are energy in motion. So anytime you are not able to fully process a traumatic event, you are not able to fully process something that you have been through, you are not able to cope with it in a healthy way, or cope with it at all, or even admit that it happened, or accept that it happened, anytime something like that occurs, it's energy that then gets stored in your body. And that energy will eventually turn against your organs, and your body, and your physical health, and it will cause sleeping issues and different things like that. And there was a study done that said a chronic lack of sleep is actually worse for you than if you were to smoke a pack of cigarettes every day for the rest of your life. Because your body needs sleep it has to get into that state of rest and digest so that you can recover and rebuild the cells that you need to rebuild but when we are stuck in a trauma body type thing and we're stuck with those traumas and emotions trapped inside of our body our cells are not able to regenerate the way that they need to this energy is not released out of our body the way that it needs to be, so then it ends up being damaging inside of you. So it's kind of like if you were to put, I don't know, the chemical scientific terms, I'm not great with numbers, but what I think of is if you were to put like thousands of volts of electricity into a glass bottle with no metal in there, so there's no conductor That energy is just stuck in this glass container forever because there's no way for it to get out. There's no way to conduct it and alchemize that energy or that electricity. So then it just stays there forever. And eventually that glass container is going to break because that glass container is not equipped to hold all of that energy. And that to me is like what your body is when you have stored traumas, when you have stored emotions. It is like a glass container with thousands of volts of electricity put into it and no conductor for that electricity. So that energy is just inside your body fighting against your organs, fighting against your physical health, fighting against your sleep until you are able to process that and accept it and release it in a healthy way. And in the book, The Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. That book discusses some of the ways that this trauma is released, some of the ways that you can retrain your body to not store those things, some of the ways that you can release that energy, which we'll go over more in detail once I get into, like, what body parts are affected by what. But some of the things that are mentioned in that book are meditation, of course. I am a big supporter of meditation. I am a huge supporter of yoga. Because it allows my brain to turn itself off and it allows me to move the energy out of my body in a way that is healthy and good for me, but it's still passively moving that energy. So I don't even need to specifically know what emotion or event I'm trying to process. It is just being moved out of my body when I am doing yoga. And then meditation, it's not necessarily to stop the thoughts from coming through. It's to give your brain time to view those thoughts and feelings without any judgment and without trying to find a solution, to just allow those thoughts to come up and then go as they need to and just accept those thoughts and accept what is without becoming reactive to it. Another way that this is done is through neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is, like when I say rewire your brain. That's utilizing the neuroplasticity that is already built into our brains. And neuroplasticity is our brain's ability to create new neural pathways when we are trying to make a change or when we are trying to process something that hasn't previously been processed. Neuroplasticity is like the flexibility of our brain that allows for those things to happen. Um, another way that the doctor discusses is through sports. Or any type of physical fitness. If you're an adult, you're not always going to be involved in sports, but any type of physical activity. For me, I always prefer running or hiking. I was never really good at sports. I never had the talent for them, and I never really figured out like the roles of teams, I guess, like what role you are in that team and how you're going to make that team succeed. I just did whatever I needed to do, pretty much. So I was not a skilled sportsman or sportswoman. But sports can be any type of physical activity, really. So hiking for me is really great because I'm out in nature. I can meditate. I can hike. I'm exercising. I'm moving my body. And then running has always been a way to really release stress and tension for me, although I don't run as much as I used to. but That's another way to kind of move through these things. And then like drama, writing, art, anything that you can express what you're feeling inside without actually having to express it to another person. So for me, I have a lot of difficulty expressing what I'm going through or talking about what I'm going through with someone else. I have difficulty accepting help from other people or seeking out help from other people. Because I've always been very introverted. I've always been very, like, I will, I will figure it out for myself. I don't know how to express it in a way that somebody else can help me work through this. So, for me, I like to write a lot. I will just do rage on the page for a day. Or I will just write out every single thing that I am feeling at that moment just to get it out on paper. Even if it's, like, bringing up the memory of the event that has caused that reaction in the first place, I'll write out that whole event however I remember it. And then I'll tear up that paper into tiny little pieces and either, like, flush it down the toilet or burn it or just some way to release that paper because it's, like, the active release of these emotions. Um, But another way people do it is through drama or if you're, like, a screenwriter. Or if you're a book writer and you write those feelings and those traumas into a character in your book, you're actually getting those feelings out of you and expressing them in a way vicariously through that character so that you actually don't have to know how to express them to another person because you're just doing it vicariously through another person. And those are just some of the different things that have been used to heal and recover from trauma. But the starting point is always knowing that it is a traumatic event, validating that even if nobody else understands and even if other people have it worse, that your experience is still valid and you are still able to feel whatever it is that you are feeling. You don't need to compare your experience to somebody else's experience because the only thing that really matters is how it affects you and your body, not if somebody else in the world has it worse than you because it's your body that you're responsible for taking care of. You can't take care of every single person's body in the entire world. It is the individual's responsibility to take care of their own body. And part of that is working through and processing trauma so that it doesn't end up becoming stored trauma that the body then holds on to and affects our organs later in life. And these are all things that we do subconsciously. It's not anything that you are consciously doing. But the only way to rewire that and rework that is to allow those emotions and those traumatic events that are stored to move through you and to be processed and to be coped with and to be validated and recognized and acknowledged. Because most of the time that is all we are really looking for is that feeling of being seen and being heard and being understood and being loved throughout that process. And that is something that we can do for ourselves and we can give ourselves that grace and that validation and that confirmation that, yes, what you are experiencing is valid. It sucks. It's not great. It's harmful. It's sad. It's making you angry. It's making you upset. And all of those things are okay. Whether or not somebody else has it worse, all of those things are still okay. And it still is affecting you. And it still is something that you have to process and work through. So that was just kind of an introduction for folks out there who may not know exactly what I mean when I say how the body keeps the score. And I will post the the books in the show notes as well. And if there are any questions, concerns, comments, please always email us. I will post our email in the show notes as well. I will post the link to our Facebook page so that if you would like to get a hold of us through direct message, you can. That way you guys have all the resources you need. And then if there is anything that you do want us to talk about, I won't be bringing in any topics from outside resources until like six to eight weeks from now when I get through all of the different body parts and the different organs. So... Hopefully, this has helped. If this has helped you or you think it could help someone that you love, please share. Um, Please, if you could, like, share, review, because the only way that this podcast gets shown to other people is organically through you guys sharing it, through me or my sister sharing it, or from different reviews getting put on the different websites that we use to publish our podcast. Because if we get several reviews and they're good reviews, then the publishers will actually show those to more people organically who may not know about this podcast because they don't know who we are. So if you could do that for us, that's awesome. If you do enjoy it, let us know because I always like to hear how it's helping you guys because I'm not doing this podcast for me. My sister's not doing this podcast for her. We're doing it as a resource to help other people who may not have resources elsewhere. So we always do like to hear feedback and know that this is reaching people and helping people in any way that we can. And until next time, I hope you guys have a wonderful week.